Short story writers do not have the luxury that novel writers have in regards to character development. The character development in short stories requires conciseness and clarity. In today's podcast, we'll take a look at short stories that will help you teach characterization and other things, because we don't always have time to teach a novel. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms, whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy. I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. In today's episode of the Teaching ELA podcast, I discuss several short stories with a focus on characterization. These stories include The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Lunningan vs. the Ants, A White Heron, Contents of the Dead Man's Pocket, and The Story of an Hour. I've got an emergency lesson plan you can get on the board right now involving characterization, characterization and something from one story in particular that you may not be familiar with. Class is about to start and you need something right now, so here's the one thing you can put on the board right now so when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. Again, all lesson plans we discuss in this podcast can be found at elacommoncorelessonplans.com. All right, here's your two-minute lesson plan. It deals with characterization. If you want to put up an objective, I can cite textual evidence to support character analysis. The purpose here is to help students understand different ways writers develop characters. You may want to go over the difference between direct and indirect characterization. Go to the board right now. Get this ready. Make a two-column chart on the board. Put a title with this chart with the name of the character that's being characterized. So hopefully you've picked out a short story by, uh, by now. One of the five I mentioned, or any, any of your choice. So write down the name of the character being characterized. Label the left column a specific example of characterization. Label the right column what it reveals about the character. And of course, read whichever story you choose, pointing out possible examples. Before reading, you may want to discuss the four ways an author develops characters. First... Direct description. Second, characters' actions. Third, characters' words and thoughts. And four, other characters' words and thoughts. Again, direct description, characters' actions, characters' words and thought, other characters' words and thought. After you read the story and you've written and you've included your specific examples or at least some, have students collaborate either as a whole class or a small group collaboration to fill in the right column, which uh, explains what it reveals about the character. You can turn this quick two-minute lesson plan into a full 53-minute lesson if you want to throw in a character analysis paragraph examining character motivation or something similar. You know what you're doing. (laughs) You're a licensed teacher with a degree, and everything you need to know is within you. I just gave you some help coming up with a lesson plan. Now, if you need uh, some additional ideas, I have those. You'll definitely want to look at the quality of evidence and the quality of analysis while, when you're grading this chart, when you're going over this chart with your class. In regards to the evidence, again, do it with the table chart that we discussed. I also, at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, have this great pie chart assignment. I put it with the story of an hour, and it allows students to cite textual evidence and assign characteristics to characters. Because as we all know, in real life, real people have more than one characteristic. For example, I'm both funny and good looking. (laughs) 
Uh, you can also assign, a, as I mentioned, a character analysis paragraph from both of them, knock out some writing standards as well as reading literature standards. Get to a list of short stories for teaching characterization. We have The Catbird Seat by James Thurber. Mr. Irwin Martin, the mild-mannered head of the filing department, despises his new boss. Perhaps some of you can relate. I can't. I love my new boss. Mr. Irwin Martin doesn't, so he plots to kill her. He arrives at his boss's apartment smoking, drinking, and toting a weapon, which is ironic because he neither drinks, smokes, nor has ever murdered anyone. Uh, Thurber in this story develops what I would consider the most ironic madman, demonstrating just how far Irwin will go to make his life run smooth. This is a great short story for teaching irony as well. And if your class enjoys Thurber, this story, you might want to try The Secret Life of Walter Mitty as well. In fact, I think I mentioned Walter Mitty in the intro. I was just kidding. I meant the catbird seat. <laughs> I'm tricky that way. A White Heron by Sarah Orne Jewett. Now, this is a story packed with symbolism, but uh, the protagonist, Sylvia, must make a tough decision. Does she betray her nature or withhold the truth or withhold the truth? From a handsome hunter. We have a good assignment, a good short story for character motivation. Also, if you want to teach theme, symbolism, conflict, or literary genres, that's right, I said genre. This is a good story to do it with. In Lennigan versus the Ants, a hard headed plantation owner, if you probably figured out his name, Lennigan, refuses to abandon his plantation despite the encroachment of a swarm of Brazilian killer ants. Dun, dun, dun. Lennigan presents a meaningful opportunity to examine the qualities of a strong leader. He gives his workers a choice. He's prepared. He does the most dangerous jobs himself. He never panics. So you can instruct students to analyze the pros and cons of Lennigan's decision to fight the ants and whether or not they would follow him. The story of an hour, we, we mentioned this briefly with this character pie chart. We learn about a lot about the protagonist, Mrs. Mallard, in an hour. She's kind of emotional, but doesn't exactly possess the emotions you might think. My favorite story to teach out of this bunch is called Contents of the Dead Man's Pocket by Jack Finney. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, you might want to use this axiom to analyze Tom Beneke. This dude stays home on a Friday night to work. Loser! He crawls out on a window ledge, several stories up, to retrieve a slice of paper. Madman! So if you're going to teach characterization using one story, I would choose this one. Because Beneke is motivated by all the things horrible husbands and fathers who justify their poor parenting and husbanding by working are famous for. Other stories for teaching characterization that you can find resources on at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com are A Worn Path by Eudora Welty. Miss Awful, who's the author, escapes my head right now. That's right. Miss Awful. The Landlady by Roald Dahl. Civil Peace by Chinua Achibe. And Lather and Nothing Else by Hernando Teles. And the list goes on and on and on. Just go to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. You'll find a ton of stories for that. That sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story, it's going to be this right here. All right. Remember, our one reading standard we focus on here at the Teaching ELA podcast 
and that is I can cite textual evidence to support literary analysis. I already shared with you a two-minute lesson plan, and by citing textual evidence with that, and along with other short story lesson plans I put in the show notes, I put a, a whole set of characterization lesson plans in the show notes. You're going to be analyzing how complex characters develop over the course of a text. That's one of the that's one of the reading standards. You're going to talk about and analyze how characters interact with other characters, how characterization advances the plot or develops the theme. And this, of course, will naturally lead students to determining a theme or central idea of a text and analyze in detail its development over the, uh, the course of the text, including how it emerges. These are all in your state standards. There's like five standards you're knocking out with this one thing if you teach students to cite textual evidence to support literary analysis. Now, of course, if you can do this kind of analysis with a literary text, you can also uh, use these same skills for informational texts. And students who are able to master this skill will learn how to better write and organize complex ideas for their writing. As if that weren't enough, from this one standard, not only do you get all, I feel like I'm selling Ginsu knives right now, but you get all that from this one standard. In addition, all these skills carry over into other subjects. Trust me, I teach social studies too. These skills come in handy. So when students master how to cite textual evidence with a purpose, everything else becomes either no longer necessary or easier to teach. Makes me giddy. So what does mastery of this skill look like? Because if, we're, if, this, if this skill is so important, shouldn't we be able to teach students to master it? And we can't teach them to master it if we don't know what this looks like. Four levels. Four levels of learning in regards to teaching characterization and teaching students how to cite textual evidence to analyze characters. First of all, they got to be able to define characterization. Keep in mind, you can teach a monkey to recite a definition. It's just memorization. It had to be a smart monkey, I'll admit. It is necessary for mastery, but does not come close to achieving it. So if all a student can do is tell you the definition, they haven't achieved the standard. Level two, identify an example of characterization. Now, you'd have a lot of trouble teaching a monkey to identify an example of characterization Characterization in a story. Monkeys can't read, <laughs> unless it's a super genius monkey, right? Most students know characterization when they see it. Simply identifying it, however, is not achieving the standard. No, 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 no. And it should not be rewarded with the type of grade of achieving the standard. A or B should not be doing that. It's not mastery. Now, things like analyzing character motivation or how a character's attributes contribute to a story's theme, this is achieving the standard. And at the very least, approaching mastery. Students who can explain character motivation and how the character's attributes contribute to the overall theme of the literary work you're reading, they are using critical thinking skills. Skills that can be applied outside of the classroom. It's like, holy cow, they've learned something that'll be of use in the real world. Are we allowed to do that? I better ask my principal. <laughs> Got to write an assignment. We already talked. Character analysis. All right. Uh, in addition to the character analysis, I have a little bit, a little thing I call create a character. So you can have students with some kind of character map, character attribute map, have characters do some pre-writing, create a character for the story you're reading, and then write a short scene with the new character in it. It's creative. Kids like it. Well, I mean, they don't like it, like it. As far as school goes, they like it. You know what I'm saying? 
takeaways from this episode. Characterization, characterization is easier to teach than it is to say. <laughs> characterization, character. See what I'm talking about? Characterization is easy to teach with a simple two-column chart that requires students to cite textual evidence and requires students to use this evidence to support analysis. In addition to teaching students to cite textual evidence, this chart that took you two minutes to put on the board allows for differentiation to all levels. You change the necessary levels of complexity in regards to the analysis while getting all students to master the same skill. Mastery looks a little different depending on the grade level you're teaching and depending on students. And you get to set the complexity for each class. It's differentiated instruction with one chart that you spent two minutes putting on the board. You're welcome. All right, teaching the skill of citing textual evidence to support analysis makes teaching all other standards either no longer necessary or easier to do. Tons of stuff in the show notes you can use right now, right now, right now in your very own ELA classroom. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA Podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 